No matter what happens, Ryan Roland Smith has something to tell his grandkids right here. The breaking ball, he struck him out. Yeah, that will be a story for the rest of his life <laughs> as he strikes out Ken Griffey Jr. This is Grant Balfour being Grant Balfour. Yeah. He, he is, as you mentioned, Jim, he's amped up. He talks a lot. In fact, he has the demeanor of a guy that wants to fight you. You'll never say that I'm not killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. Killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. How are we going, mates? Welcome back to another episode of the Top Step Podcast. My name is Ryan Roland Smith. I'm going to do a special World Baseball Classic edition of the podcast. A couple things I want to react to, a couple of uh, reactions to some injuries I want to react to, which drove me nuts. Uh, we're going to get into that. Plus, uh, I just got back from Taiwan. I covered Pool A with Tyler Mann. I want to get into that. I want to get into... Everything to do with the World Baseball Classic on this episode. Just a quick one. I've got some good episodes. If you haven't seen the Driveline episode, make sure you go see it uh, or watch it, listen to it. Uh, Driveline. If you don't know what Driveline is, go Google Mookie Betts Driveline or Nolan Arenado. All these guys work out there. They go there whether they're spending the entire offseason. Some guys spend the whole offseason here in Seattle at the Driveline facility. Some guys come in periodically. Some guys come for a week. It's unreal, man, what these guys can do at that facility down the street from where I'm at right now. Make sure you go listen to it. Andrew Eit, who I'm sitting with um, in the episode, uh, he just breaks it all down, how it all works and, and the new way these guys train. Uh, I've got Justin Hollander. Uh, I don't know if, put, if I put that out yet at this time. I don't think so, but make sure you go. Uh, watch or listen to that, talking about how he got to become the GM, what he's been through, what he's looking forward to, the Mariners, everything else. If, if that's something you're interested in being, it's kind of motivational too. You hear some of the things he has to say. I can't wait to share that with you. If I haven't already, I'm not sure when I'm going to put this episode out. So keep uh, keep a lookout for that. Curtis Mead, another Aussie who's going to be an everyday player with the Tampa Bay Rays. That's coming out very soon. Uh, he didn't get a chance to play in the World Baseball Classic. Um, for some of the things we're going to talk about here in a minute, but uh, make sure you go listen to that. We've got a bunch of stuff coming up this year. Uh, Grant Balfour is going to join me as well. So make sure you subscribe, support the show, write us a review, whatever you think. We talk about everything from just being straight Aussie bogans to everything to do with our opinion on baseball. We have players, we have front office people, trainers, you name it. We've got it going on. Make sure you give us a follow on social media at the Top Step Podcast. And make sure you subscribe uh, so you don't miss an episode. A lot coming up. All right, I want to get into the World Baseball Classic. I just had an amazing week, amazing week in Taiwan. I love the World Baseball Classic for so many different reasons. And I'm, I am biased to it because I am a foreigner. I, I do come from a non-baseball country. So I love what it does, especially you saw Australia for the first time get to that second round. It was massive. You've got to understand something. The guys who are playing for Australia, right, that roster, it is so hard to construct for so many different reasons. I mentioned Curtis Mead coming uh, coming on the show to join me. When you have really good talent, right, like a Liam Hendricks, who obviously couldn't play this year, he's dealing with some health issues. You've got Curtis Mead. It's such a challenge to get these guys on your roster. I dealt with that in 2009. So constructing the roster is one thing. Number two is having guys ready to play at that game speed. And what I mean by that is when you're playing in the in the Australian Baseball League, it's a really high level over there. The game you don't have that many games when you think about it. It's not like guys are coming off 
a full season or they're coming out of a situation where they're all getting at bats at spring training or they're coming off a Dominican Winter League where they're playing every single day in that league. They're basically playing um, just on weekends and sometimes a level. Sometimes you've got young kids pitching in there that you're facing. Some guys you've got really good player, but players, but... The level itself is such a massive spectrum, so it's really hard to get those really good game speed reps. And that's what I'm talking about. When you've got a, you know, they just faced Cuba and they just got beat. But you've got Moinello coming out of the bullpen who pitches in Japan. He's a lefty throwing 97, 98 with one of the nastiest sliders you've ever seen. You just don't get that in Australia, uh, in the Australian Baseball League, unfortunately. You've got uh, Rydell Martinez who's thrown in that ninth inning again. Same, same thing. Um, you've, you're facing some of these Japanese pitches with the nasty splits, etc. So the fact that they got through and they beat Korea and they got to the second round is massive. They've never gotten to that second round before. And that's why I love the Royal Baseball Classic. You get together as a team, you prep. I've been there before on Olympic teams and WBC teams. And you have that common bond. And you're seeing that with this Team USA team. You're seeing the fact that they're proud to represent their country. You're seeing that all over the place whether it be Puerto Rico, Venezuela, but especially with the U.S. team. When I heard Mike Trout get interviewed just recently and say this is the most fun he's ever had on a baseball field, that absolutely speaks volumes. Speaks volumes. You've got the best player on the planet. And not saying he doesn't have fun when he's with the the Angels um, playing a regular season game at all. But when you have a situation where... It's not something where you're coming in where you're dealing with other guys with contracts and and you know different situations. You're coming in, you've got this short period where you're around your peers that are at the highest level. You get to be, you get to hear how they prep, how they train, what they go through, all this kind of stuff. And you get all get to have that common bond where you're representing your country. It's not something where you're you know, you're getting paid to go play for a team. Not that you don't love that team or you have that passion for that organization, but you cannot replicate that. So when I see, there's so much stuff I want to get into. I want to talk about Taiwan in a second because it was nuts. But when I see these numbskulls on social media, and I'm going to point out one in a minute because I did, I couldn't help myself. I had to react. Talking about some of these injuries that happened. Freddie Freeman, Edwin Diaz had some injuries that are going to cost them either some games or a season in, in regular season play. Now, if you're a Mets fan, I get it, man. You cannot wait for the Mets your season to start with the Mets and everything that they did this offseason. Edwin Diaz was a beast last year, and he killed it, and you want him to, to, to come in and close out games. Now, all of a sudden, he's down for the year. And then the reaction is naturally... Oh, WBC, why are they playing this? Because the field he was on was during a WBC game. I'm going to tell you something right now. Those injuries, the injury Edwin Diaz had with his knee, Freddie Freeman, hamstring, you understand that that can happen 12 months of the year. I've had teammates who have been training, getting ready for their regular season game with their regular team in Major League Baseball, blow out knees in the weight room, roll their ankle, and then that causes something else. Blow their arm out playing or getting prepped for a season. It happens everywhere. Obviously, it happens during the season as well. I get that. And if it happens during the season, but they're getting paid or that's supposed to, doesn't friggin' matter. If you're going to sit there and try and have some bullshit take, and I'm going to get to the specific one I'm talking about, because a guy that one thing happened to a dude, Edwin Diaz, I get it, Mets, closer, it sucks, man. He was celebrating, hurt his knee. That could have happened jumping around 
in spring training, not in a game. It could have happened on a backfield. Do you understand that in spring training, off-field activity is way more intense than in the regular season? So guys bring in some of their, their crazy training they do to be at that highest level. They bring it into spring training. Shit happens in spring training too. I don't want to hear this bullshit that because it's the World Baseball Classic, things are different. That's absolute crap. When I hear that, it drives me absolutely nuts. That just tells me you haven't done your research or you've never been an athlete. If you're going to have that take, you've never been that athlete before because I've been in way higher risks training for the for the regular season. I'm telling you, in December, January, February, I talked about drive on. Some of these dudes who are absolutely getting after it because they are working their asses off to get to that highest level are in, seriously, the, the mode of training that they're in, the window they're in, in January, February, ramping up and trying to push the envelope in some of these crazy workouts is a way higher risk than in any spring training or any regular season. So when you're going to sit there and say, oh, well, he got hurt in the off season. What's he doing? And by the way, too, do you understand that when you have a player like Mike Trout telling you it's the most fun he's ever had, what do you think that does for his season? What do you think it does when you've got Vinny Pescantino, who's playing for the Royals, go off and play for Italy and have those playoff-style reps with his team, have that camaraderie, have that passion? It's only going to help them for the regular season. It's only going to help them love baseball just that, just that much more or have that experience. It happens all the time. I see it all the time. Oh, and by the way, too, the World Baseball Classic. I am so sick of hearing people complain about, oh, the game needs this, the game needs that, the game's boring, we need to bring in these different viewers, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. I am not against the pitch, pitch clock at all, for example. But I just sat there in Taiwan with no pitch clock, all right? The game was slow. The game took four hours. And I watched a packed house engaged in every single pitch. The reason they're engaged in every single pitch... Oh, by the way, I watched that in the United States too. I just watched that in, in the Miami game. And I also watched it in Arizona too. Fans, packed house, engaged. It's a quote-unquote party-like atmosphere. Why do you think that is? Because they're watching these guys just get absolutely on another rise to a higher level because they're playing for their country. If you are going to sit there and have this dumbass take about the the World Baseball Classic, they need to kill it. No, no, no. They need to grow it. This needs to turn into the World Cup of Soccer. Why do you think soccer is such a huge deal? Because it's a world game. And you know what? The World Cup is massive. I love the World Cup. I don't even watch soccer. I didn't watch sound, the Sounders. I'm not going to lie. Respect the game. Love it. I'm not going to watch a regular game, an English Premier League game. Maybe I should. Love, some, love me some Ted Lasso. But I'll watch that World Cup because I know that the dudes I'm playing, right? Yes, I'm, I'm obviously rooting for Australia when Australia plays. But I'll watch friggin' Spain versus whoever. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But I'll watch those dudes because they are so dialed in because they are representing their country. You need some of that to rub off into the regular season. It's not all going to rub off, but you need that to rub off in the regular season. Now, I'm going to read this tweet. Where's my, where's my, I'm going to read this tweet real quick. And this is what I'm talking about real This is, this is the one, this is the, 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 the top for me. First, Freddie Freeman, now Edwin Diaz. The WBC is a meaningless exhibition series designed to get you to buy another uniform, to hell with the real season and split up teammates based on where their grandparents got laid. Call it off now. Keith Olbermann, 
however you say his last name, doesn't matter. Bro, you get paid a lot of money to report. You are a journalist. That is the laziest, biggest piece of shit take I've ever seen for the World Baseball Classic I've ever seen. And by the way, the last line where they got laid, you understand that Edwin Diaz was born and raised, grew up in Puerto Rico, you dumbass. Like, what do you think? Oh, yeah, because his grandma's got a passport. And by the way, your parents in the World Baseball Classic have to have a passport or citizenship uh, in order for you to play on the team, not your gra- not your grandma, all right? Uh, dude, that is the laziest, dumbest take that you obviously, it's very obvious that you are not involved in sport as much as you once were, if that's going to be your take. Because I hear this all the time about baseball and players. And by the way, fans, and, and I'm sure big Keithy over there, will sit there and talk about how our oh, players, they're, they're, um, they're greedy or uh, they need this contract. Or I get it, fan, I, because it's unrelatable. When, when you have a player who... Uh, has to make X amount of dollars and they hold out or they or they get traded or they're not happy and you're like, God, stop being so freaking greedy. Like, you know, how much money do you need? What size yacht do you need? I get it. I get it. Trust me, I get it. Right? I, I get it from both sides too, where players need to make sure they get paid or whatever. Do you understand that when you have a situation like the World Baseball Classic, that these guys get, they get a little bit of prize money. I'm not going to lie. When you get round for round, like the Australian team gets more uh, money paid to them because they get to the second round. But do you honestly think you can construct a team like Team USA if if they're gonna, they're not getting paid? Do you understand? Like they're going off to pay essentially for free. They're going off to play for for Team USA. They're doing this for free. If you're a fan, and the amount of the amount of comments I hear about athletes getting greedy or getting wanting to get paid too much or whatever it may be, and then you go watch these dudes go and compete. For the pride of their country or their teammates? Are you joking? What? Like, that's like the best scenario you could ever have. It's the best. And that's why I love watching. That's why I love watching the World Cup of Soccer. I don't know these countries. I don't know the history behind it. What am I going to say? That, that, that yeah, Messi pulls a hamstring playing for Argentina. And I'm going to be like, no, 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 shut it down. No, no. Go, go where it counts where you get paid. Don't worry about the fact that you're representing the You can relate to all those fans from that country no 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 instead it doesn't make any friggin sense no instead Messi, don't do that mate or mike trout or edwin diaz no 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 No, just worry about the team that's paying you a boatload of money because that's the only important thing is the money aspect it it, it, hopefully that makes sense somehow so i'm having a massive rant on this on this episode i'm just i'm just going for it because listen like i said i just hung out in taiwan with the MLB Network crew from Chris Bracey, Anthony Orza, Samantha Calastro. I want to give these people big shout-outs. Craig, everyone else who was involved. What an amazing week I had. Over in Taiwan, we're in a foreign country. And I'm not going to lie, man. Usually when you go to something like this, there's a lot of bitching and moaning because you know people are not getting the same resources or the same treatment as what you would get you know, stateside, especially in TV, right, when you do these things. Not the case, man. Everyone over there was so dialed in and so engaged and just so appreciative of what we were doing over there. And from what we witnessed, especially those Chinese Taipei games, where I watched these fans just flood in, get to the ballpark hours and hours before, blowing their horns, banging their drums hours before the game started. There was tears involved. There was just 
decibel levels that no one's experienced before. I've never experienced before. I'm not going to lie. And that stadium is smaller than some of the places I've played in, in the in the States. Right, I'm going to get to that in a second. But I just want to give a quick shout out to the to everyone inside the truck or the, uh, the containers, right? Inside joke. But everyone involved. Tim Fryer, we missed you, mate. I know you're in Japan doing that, that pool. But Tim, you've been on the show before. Love you, dude. But I've got to say, man, the, the folks at MLB Network, what an absolutely first-class group of people. There's a reason why these people are very successful at what they do and able to put the product on they do because, man, they just go – They we were working so hard, man. We had two games a day trying to research – I haven't even got to Tyler yet. I'm about to give Tyler a big shout-out here in a second. Uh, but all the research we, we got, all the packets we got, the information, the backstories – None of that's and, and and the the yeah the 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 cool camera angles or the storyline. None of that's possible if you don't have absolute beasts working in the truck or working in the containers like we had. Now my my dude, my play by play, the guy I spent all these hours in the booth, Tyler Munn. You are so so talented. If you don't know who Tyler Munn is, you're gonna see him pop up everywhere. The guy is so good. I've never seen someone so invested in these storylines. Like we got there and, and he was like, oh, you know, I'm feeling like the prep. I haven't done enough prep, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm sitting there in the back of my mind thinking, bro, your prep is like 10 times what other people do. It's insane. This guy had every single backstory on the planet. I mean, the local, the Taiwanese people were just blown away by the fact that Hugh, he knew Hugh Cheng's nicknames. He, he had them all down, right? Like, now, let's talk about Hugh Chang real quick. If you don't know who that is, he just signed with the Boston Red Sox. He's got some time with the Tampa Bay Rays. Let's tell a quick backstory because this is why one of the reasons why I love the Royal Baseball Classic. Here's a great story. So January 1st, he, was a, he wasn't signed at this point, but he was with the Rays. He's having a bit of a slower start to his major league career. He's a super talented kid, big, big Taiwanese kid who just crushes balls, beautiful swing, you know, really good athlete, etc., January 1st, he decides to pull out of the of being eligible to play for, for Chinese Taipei, right? He comes out and says, oh, I'm not going to play. I'm going to pull out of this, this World Baseball Classic. His reasons being that he wanted to prep for the season, make sure he was ready to go um, for wh- whoever he signs with. He ultimately ends up sign, signing a major league deal with the Boston Red Sox. So if you're a Red Sox fan, hopefully you get some good, some the, the WBC version of Hugh Chang that we just watched. So anyway... He pulls out. Days the next days after that, Taiwanese fans just take to social media. Now, if you've listened to our broadcast, we've talked about this multiple times. It's so cool. The fans are livid. They're like, "No, no, no! You got to play. What are you doing? How dare you?" Etc. The fans are so passionate. They want their boy. They want their their, their dude putting on a, on a Chinese Taipei uniform. So then, days later, he comes back and says, "You know what? I made a mistake. I'm going to actually go play for Taiwan <laughs> or oh, for Chinese Taipei." And we're like, whoa, okay. All right, he is playing. This is great. He rocks up. Now, and I brought this up during the broadcast. Imagine, and everyone, anyone can relate with this. So you've got a situation where you've said, nah, I'm going to turn that down. Uh, I'm not going to go do it. Whatever it is, right? Like, for example, let's say you have a buddy who you're like, hey, man, hey, we're all going out. We're all having drinks at, at this pub. You're like, nah, I've got other stuff going on. Uh, more important stuff, basically, is what he's saying. And then you bug him, you're like, how dare you, man? Like, amount of stuff I do for you, how dare you turn us down to go have drinks or come to this party, whatever it may be. And then, he, then he kind of goes, oh, all right. He realizes being a bit of an idiot, so he rocks up. If you're the buddy who's talked him into coming, you kind of like, he's here, but he's kind of here against his will because I forced him to be here. It's not the same sort of relationship. 
And then all of a sudden, he has an amazing time and he kills it and he cracks jokes and, and all is forgiven. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, I'm kind of glad I bugged him. The same situation here in Taiwan. So they bugged him. He comes back. You know, when you first got back to, 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 to Taiwan, to play for Chinese Taipei, you had that feeling with the fans like, yay, we're happy he's back and we're appreciative, but we kind of forced him to come back. We want him to want to come back. And then all of a sudden, he goes off. Some massive home runs, some huge hits. You can just see the emotion pouring out of him. There's one of the biggest, like I said, the best reasons why these guys come and play for their country and the World Baseball Classic is awesome and only needs to grow. And then all of, all of a sudden, the fans have, he comes out of the dugout and he's got this look on his face and his gestures basically saying, Thank you to the fans. I love you to the fans. And he has this mo- these moments, a couple of them, these moments with the fans where, where it's his connection. Next thing you know, Chinese Taipei, they lose, they don't advance. He's crying. He's pouring tears. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. And we're in the booth. I'm trying, I'm trying to hold back tears too when I'm talking about him in the booth. And the fans are holding back booth. I mean, the cheerleader, we had the camera shot of the cheerleader who was crying. It was wild, dude. And that's why it is so amazing. If you haven't had a chance, they went viral, man. The crowds, the energy from those games in Chinese Taipei went absolutely bonkers. In every night, and it went viral all over social media in the United States, and everyone had the same comment: "This is how baseball should be in the states." Again, I spent a week where I'm like, "Pitch clocks, like shortening the game, like you didn't need to." Did the end. Trust me, I would have sat there for six hours and watched that. And again, I'm not against the pitch clock, but that's the kind of passion that World Baseball Classic brings to the surface when guys are playing for their country, when guys are firefighters for the Czech Republic going in and facing Otani. Like it's, they're the storylines that I absolutely love. So like I said, massive shout out to everyone involved in Taiwan. Uh, if I'm, if I'm missing a name, I'm sorry, Tyler, you're an absolute beast. dude. You're going to go on to do bigger and better things than you've, than you've ever done. And so be, you, you should be calling huge games, your energy, passion, everything else. I absolutely love it. So again, going back to, I get it. It's so unfortunate, Edwin Diaz. And, you know, look, Freddie Freeman pulled his hamstring. He could have done that on field six at the at the Dodgers complex in Glendale. I'm sorry. That happens all the freaking time. The knee celebration with the knee blowing out of Edwin Diaz, it is unfortunate. But you know what? I've seen guys slide on home plate in the month of April, blow their knee out. What difference does it really make? And I'll be honest with you, when you can inject that passion into your players playing for Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, Team USA, whoever, and they're your superstars. You inject some of that into them leading into, into the month of April. Have at it, mate. I am all for it. Okay, and I get it. Max Scherzer made some comments about the timing of it. Timing, there's really no other timing unless MLB says, you know what, this is a really valuable thing. We we killed it with the WBC. Maybe you make it mid-season. That would be epic if you did a mid-season thing. I'd love that. And you know what? Guys are going to get injured too. That's just the nature of it. Your favorite players are going to get injured. Sorry to tell you, at any time of year. I keep going back to that rubbish I've heard the last couple couple days. But man, what a time. Loved it. Loved the MLB Network folks are just first class. I'm hoping to do more stuff with them. I love calling games. I, I love getting chance. I, I know, you know, I, I, I get in the, in the booth uh, with the Mariners and I love it. I have the same energy. I love doing color. I, I, there's something about it. I love doing all kinds of stuff. I love doing this podcast and, and talking about baseball and radio, co-hosting on radio, whatever it may be. But for some reason, man, I just get so engaged 
during these games. And it can be the seventh inning teams down by five and I'll find something and just try and go hard on it because doing color, being in a booth, watching a game and creating the soundtrack, there is nothing better than it. And I absolutely love it. So hoping to do more of that this year, hopefully, um, you know, with the, with, with the Mariners and MLB network folks and, and whoever else. Um, but yeah, what, what, what a great, what a great time. I love the world baseball classic. It's still going. If <laughs> when I'm putting this, this podcast out, but, uh, Absolutely, it's going to be bigger and better every single year. It's not going anywhere. Just because some someone gets injured, I hate to see it. The the World Baseball Classic, it ain't going anywhere. It's ter- baseball. Let's turn baseball into the world game. This is how you do it. All right, guys, that's it for me. I just wanted to give a, a, a good episode and give my opinion on a few things. Let me know what you think. Reach out to me. You can you can write to me on social media. You can write to me on the on this podcast. There's a section there. If you, especially, I think it's only on Spotify. On Spotify, if you if you scroll down, you can see there's a question. Ask me a question. Give me your thoughts on the Royal Baseball Classic. You love it, you hate it, you love it because of you're from the Czech Republic, or you hate it because your your boys playing for the Angels, whatever it may be. Let me know. Subscribe to the show. We've got so much good stuff. Like this this episode, I've got Justin Hollander, I've got Driveline, I've got Curtis Man, I've got a bunch of players down the track. Um, who I'm going to interview as the season gets on as we lead into the All-Star Game in Seattle too. Cannot wait. All right, mates, we will catch you uh, next time right here on the Top Step. We'll see you next time. See ya.